At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSEN's Best Bets, giving you VSEN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Welcome into VSEN Best Bets on Monday, March 6, 2023. I'm Jeff Parles here at the South Point, and we're going to bring you the best of what we saw this morning on our great VSEN programming. Follow the money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard. 7 to 10 Eastern time, and then Gil Alexander on a numbers game, which you hear Monday through Friday from 10 to noon Eastern time right here on VSIN. So let's get to it. It's championship week in college basketball, one of my favorite weeks of the entire year. Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard this morning on Follow the Money, breaking down a very fun Monday card in college basketball. We do have some championship games, and we do have the West Coast Conference going on tonight in Las Vegas as well, where you have Gonzaga in action. And this number is where we broadcast from circa is sitting at 15 Jesus. At, at most other spots. It's 14 and a half. I saw the opener at 12 and a half last night. So you're telling me this game's already been bumped up to two and a half points for tonight. Now, again, I, I will throw a couple of people at you where you can go find their projections. Ken Palm has Gonzaga tonight. 87-76, Spart Torvik has it 88-77. So they both, they have similar scores in that range when it comes to the total as well. They have it an 11-point game. When they played in San Francisco earlier this year, it was a two-point game. Yes. The rematch, Gonzaga at home, won by 18. And there's no doubt that uh, the Zags 
fan base. They take over Las Vegas every week this time of year. Yeah, the kennel, they show out. They, they, and so mm-hmm. Circa's the high water mark right now at 15. Could it keep going higher? The, the Zags fan base will do nothing but keep betting this game. Will that be enough to influence the number? I, I don't know about that. But uh, if it, 15 already to me is very appealing with San Francisco. But if you wait, I don't. Maybe you get. Who knows? Maybe you get a little bit higher. It's it's too high. It's too high for several reasons. Number one, there's no intimidation factor with San Francisco. They're off the the big the big win against Santa Clara, uh, mini upset. As Santa Clara had a good year. You didn't have the back-to-back situation because you get the day off because you can't play on Sundays because of BYU. Uh, you also played them close and lost by two. And the goal for Gonzaga is to win the game, you know, not to blow them out. I mean, that they want to win the game, survive in advance. But what I mean is the championship game is tomorrow. So there, there's no reason to sit and push guys, and it's you know, you know what I'm saying? Just go up, to, okay, well, even if it's a 15-point game, get the guys out of there. Put the backups in and get ready for likely St. Mary's tomorrow when you play for the all the marbles. And, and let's be honest here. San Francisco, they're also a pretty decent team in the West Coast Conference this year. And this number, this this number feels to me, Paulie, like it's priced in as if it's Gonzaga from the past three or four years. Right. And I, I, and I would I, agree with that. Gonzaga's gotten better, yep, certainly, yep. and their offense is number one in the country. But they're not great defensively. They have a tough time slowing teams down. Yeah, look at the total. Uh, you know, they also, what are they, 13 and 17, I believe, was that number covering games this year? It's, 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 it, you can, you kind of have to hold your nose sometimes betting against Gonzaga, but when they're laying high numbers like this, it's not like they're getting there every single game. Joe Lenardi has the Zags a three seed, St. Mary's a five seed. St. Mary's BYU was the first semifinal. St. Mary's swept BYU, but they were close, beat them by six and beat them by one on the road. It was uh, our guy Eli gave out BYU 50 to one to win this tournament mm-hmm. uh, disappointment this year, 19 and 14, but uh, they knocked off Loyola Marymount and St. Mary's 25 and six on the year. I don't know, but I don't know if six, six and a half is too much, but I think the total's too low at one thirty. Okay. I would go over in this game. BYU will dictate here a little yeah. bit. You think? Yeah. St. Mary's goes? can score. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't so, think BYU plays any defense either or not enough with the total that low. All right. Fair enough. So we do have the Sunbelt championship going on tonight. We have the SoCon Championship. Yes. You have the second round in some of these conference tournaments and also the semifinals like in the Summit and the Colonial. We also have the Horizon semis going tonight. Very good. Youngstown State had an incredible regular season. Mm -hmm. I was hoping to get at least four tonight with Northern Kentucky. I also think that that for a mid-major in this conference, they're pretty good. And I think they're a live dog to not only get there tonight, but maybe win this entire tournament. Uh, I'll wait to see where this number goes. I, I don't want to take three this morning. This could be an in-play opportunity, though, where Youngstown gets up early. I can grab a, be- grab a better number, and that might be how I attack this game. Let's do it. Let's do it for Ohio. Let's do it for Youngstown. Tony Rizzo, come on. 24-8 and eight against 20-12. and 12, They split in the regular season, and the one seed only lay in three here. And uh, they did not play well in the quarterfinal game. Uh, Torvik has it a one-point game tonight. Yeah, that's going to be – these are – yeah. Now, how about, how about the other game? Both games are on television, too, by the way. Right. The late game in the other semi is Cleveland State and Milwaukee. Milwaukee swept Cleveland State, yet Cleveland State is favored. Milwaukee catching three in this game. And uh, Ken Palm has Cleveland State winning by three. But these these teams are so close on paper when you look at this, but these are going to be two fantastic matchups tonight with the title game tomorrow. Do we know how that uh, that one particular angle has going so far in tournaments where the team that was swept 
who was favored the third time around has fared. We had it in the West Coast with Pepperdine and Pacific. We had it, another one, I believe, in the Te- Horizon. Yeah, the team won the game but didn't cover in the uh, in the first example we had. Okay. I think that was a Patriot League game. And I think in the Horizon, where the two teams played in the uh-huh. regular season, the team that swept them, they were the dog, and they lost, and they did not cover, I believe, in the Horizon League. Okay. is how it went. So yep. now we have another example of it again tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. You also have the Colonial. And uh, pull your pants up, Harry. It's an early start, 6 o'clock Pacific, with the first game. My pick, Hofstra. What a year they've had. 24-8 and eight on the season. Routed Wilmington. And we talked about this and why I gave out Hofstra on a future. There's a big difference between the one and the two seed. And Hofstra and Charleston both went 16-2 and two in conference. There's a big difference between Townsend, the three, and Wilmington, the four. So Hofstra gets Wilmington. They won 23 games, but Hofstra destroyed them in the only meeting. And Hofstra was fantastic, almost dropped 100 yesterday. Hofstra lane six, six and a half against Wilmington and Charleston in the same range against Townsend. Mm-hmm. Townsend's 22 and 11. I mean, at the top, pretty good league here. Mm-hmm. So, but it's unfortunate that even again, Charleston, if they win tonight, they're 30 and three. But if they lose, they won't get an at-large bid yeah. because of the lack of quad ones and quad. And it's just, come on, I don't care what league you play in. If you go 30 and three, you should get an at-large. Who wants to see 20 teams from the Big Ten? And, Give me a break. And, and, you know, these kids, Paulie, they know that as well again. So what's what's the game flow like tonight if they fall behind and they're down, let's say, by six, seven points in the second half? Like, what what's the level of, is it, is it are you going to be looking to bet Charleston at that point? Or does it get just silly where... They have unforced errors. Um, they're not playing well. They lose their minds a little bit, and that's how they bow yeah, out of the maybe. game. Yeah, quick shots, yeah. We kind of lose their minds like Liberty did. Yeah, that but, could happen. You know, when you Townsend's play- very good, though, too. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, both in action tonight, as mentioned, Paulie said. Of course, the CAA, as they concluded their that segment up with, Really good conference as well with College of Charleston trying to find a way into the NCAA tournament, though. Let's look at these West Coast Conference odds before we shift over to looking at those CAA games as well. Gonzaga, despite not winning the West Coast Conference regular season crown, St. Mary's got the one seed thanks to a higher net rating. Gonzaga's still favored, minus 125 at DraftKings. St. Mary's at plus 105 as we're down to four teams, of course, St. Mary's with a crack at BYU tonight. And then Gonzaga, as Mitch and Paulie mentioned, first go around on the hill in San Francisco, only won that game by two and then really took it to the Dons in the kennel in that one uh, a few weeks ago. Gonzaga currently sitting at a as a 14-and-a-half-point favorite for a game here in Las Vegas at Orleans Arena. And then St. Mary's earlier in the night, the, the 9 o'clock Eastern tip, against BYU, a seven-point favorite. Gonzaga has defeated San Francisco 26 consecutive times. Looking to make it 27 tonight at the Orleans Arena here in Las Vegas. Again, Gonzaga right now a projected three-seed in most bracketologies out there, including Joe Lenardi. Uh, I do have one game that I'm looking at. There are a few title games on the board tonight. We'll start in Pensacola, Florida, where... The eight-seeded South Alabama Jaguars took out number one Southern Miss two days ago. 
took out number four and preseason favorite James Madison yesterday. Now they'll get a crack at the number two seed, and that is the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette. This is now a two-point line behind me at the South Point. Most of the market, though, sitting at one and a half on Louisiana Lafayette, and I do like the Cajuns. Now, I'll preface all of this by saying this. I bet against South Alabama with Southern Miss. Didn't work. Bet against South Alabama with James Madison on Sunday. Didn't work. Hopefully the third time's the charm. I just think Louisiana Lafayette's the better basketball team. And South Alabama's had a much more difficult road here to get to this final, an extra game, and playing better teams along the way. Louisiana Lafayette uh, helped out by the fact that their semifinal was against the 11 seed Texas State, who had ran out of gas by the time they got to playing the Cajuns yesterday. So Louisiana Lafayette laying one and a half. If you can get a minus 120 money line, that's probably an angle I would look at. But I am comfortable laying up to up to two with the Cajuns tonight against South Alabama. And then in the SoCon, a rematch of last year's epic championship game that Chattanooga won on a David John Baptiste buzzer beater three to send the mocks to the NCAA tournament. This year, Furman, the favorite, the one seed against the Mox, who are the seventh seed, but their best player, Jake Stevens, is back and has looked awesome so far in the SOCON tournament. Paladins, a Furman, a four and a half point favorite tonight, seven o'clock Eastern in Asheville, North Carolina for that one. No angle, but a really intriguing game with an NCAA tournament bid on the line. Coming up next, the NFL Combine this past weekend in Indianapolis. And Anthony Richardson, who's already shooting up odds boards, had an incredible weekend in Indy. We get thoughts from Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard and Gil Alexander next here on VEASAN Best Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. VSIN best bets rolling along here on Monday, March 6th, 2023, the first Monday of March, which means not only is the NCAA tournament right around the corner. It means that the NFL combine has just taken place in Indianapolis and what a weekend it was for the Florida product, Anthony Richardson, who scored the highest athleticism score by NFL next gen stats by a quarterback in the last 20 years, only RG three with an equal score to Anthony Richardson. And here we go. These odds have been moving on the number one pick. They've been moving on the first quarterback drafted and Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on follow the money, which you can hear Monday through Friday, seven to 10 Eastern time in the morning here. They had thoughts and here was, here's what they had to say on Anthony Richards. I will raise my hand and admit that, uh, yes, I watched hours of coverage of the NFL combine this weekend. I knew I was going to, I watched and, a little bit. Yep. I, I, had I wanted to, to see the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks throw. Yeah. Yep. what do you think overall? Yeah. Well, Levis does have a cannon. He's right. Uh, Richardson stole the show. Stroud uh, threw, uh, had, a, had a good combine as well. I would agree. But nothing has changed. I cannot take the Oompa Loompa number one. I just, I can't. Bryce Young is the same size as Kyler Murray. There's no way you can take the kid number one as far as I'm concerned. He's minus $2 now. You, you can't do it. You, you can't do it. I'm 175. You can knock me over with a feather. I can't bend a wet noodle. This guy played at 195? I, if that. You, you, you can't do that. With, with what happened to Tua, you, and he's Tua's bigger than he is? Yep. No way. I'm not saying go out and take Richardson either, which he was a, a workout warrior, one of the best combines ever. No debate, ever. But what is it? how does it translate to him having accuracy, throwing the ball, and all that other business? So it's tough, but I, I wouldn't take any of these guys uh, uh, that high in the draft, and the Bears are going to do the right thing and maybe trade once or trade twice and move these picks. But. So overall with Richardson, his ranks among quarterbacks at the combine, he's taller than 6'4". He's, so he's the tallest quarterback at the combine. He's 244 pounds. He's the heaviest quarterback at the combine. He ran a 4'4", 340. That was the official time. That was the fastest. His vertical was 40 and a half inches. That was the highest. <laughs> and his broad jump was uh, almost 11 feet. Right. Yep, right. Which was, of course, number one overall as well. And he dropped, he was between 80 and 101 Eh, two and a half weeks ago. And the lowest you saw was three to one now. Oh, he's three to one right now at uh, one. DraftKings. Yes, three to okay. Bryce Young is minus two dollars. Richardson three to one. Stroud plus four fifty. Le- uh, Anderson is twelve to one from Alabama, and Levis now fifteen to one. There's a path. It could be Carolina or Seattle to move up and take him number one. I don't think the Colts are going to do it. 
but it is just. I don't think so either. No, he's a freak. He weighs more than Reddick. He's taller than Kittle. He has bigger hands than Hopkins. <laughs> what, what he did. So I, I really think that people, it, it's gotten out of control, Paulie, the steam on this kid. I, I don't think that he's going to go number one overall. Um. I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be the Colts. Maybe it'd be one of those other teams. Would they actually be able to put together a package good enough to trade up and leapfrog all these teams to number one? Well, remember well, the well, year well, okay, but, uh, that Goff went number one overall. The Rams yeah. moved up from, like, number 16. Yeah. Yeah. i, I, I got to clarify something. Yes, Carolina can move up and get him, but the sweet spot is three. Carolina doesn't have to go nuts and blow their brains out to get the one. Carolina can trade with Arizona and get to three and then take them there. But as, as Peter King wrote about today, and Mike Florio tweeted as well, that uh, the Bears can go from, they can trade from one to two, and then they can go back from two to whatever. That the Bears can just get a haul here and, and move back. Or, to, or does Tepper in Carolina want to try to pull off the impossible here and just give up several number ones and number twos yeah. and try to go from nine to one? I just, I can't get this out of my brain how idiotic this would be if the Texans traded up to number one. When all they had to do was tell Lovey lose the game in week 18 and you're going to be the coach next year. Just tell them that you'd have been better off. You would not, you wouldn't have to put together a package. You could be sitting at number one and take whatever guy you wanted, or you could guess what you'd have all the power at number one. And then you could trade out of it because um, these teams, like there is a bunch of steam on this. I mean, there are a handful of teams that want to move up anyway at this point right now. And that happens every single year. Regardless of what you think of these quarterbacks, and we said it all week last week, we wouldn't take any, any of these guys number one overall, but teams fall in love with this position. They, they completely overreact. They have to have their franchise guy, and they'll do whatever they can to potentially get one. The, I thought this was a good tweet from Warren Sharp. And again, I think you need to remember, and we watched plenty of Josh Allen when he was at Wyoming. He's in the Mountain West Conference. That guy, to me, when he was at Wyoming, the, he was so inaccurate that it's like, okay, how is that really going to improve? Because a lot of, most, the majority of time throughout history, when a guy can't throw the football, when he's like not a good dart thrower, that's not going to improve. Well, credit to Allen and that coaching staff, he did improve. And Warren Sharp tweeted out, when you look at Allen's early down completion percentage throughout his career, his last two years at Wyoming, he was 57% both years. His first year in Buffalo, his rookie season, 56%. Awful. The next year, he was 61%. Then in year three, look what happened. 70% completion percentage at early downs. Then 66% the last two years. With Richardson at Florida, the last two years on early downs, 59% completion percentage and 56%. So maybe it is possible where this guy can turn into a a version Mm of Mm -hmm. Josh Allen. And I would say the same thing about Will Levis. Interesting. You know? It's just the, the, no effort whatsoever. Just throwing, just ripping at 20 yards, no problem. And you see in the right system that the, the numbers that he could see Levis putting up. Oh, just because of the cannon that he has. Why, uh, Wyoming also had lousy wide receivers. Yes, they did. That hurt Allen, too. But with, with the Richard, yes, I could see that angle with Richardson or the, the Cam Newton angle where he's just such a stud and, and a physical specimen that he can move the chains and, and the accuracy could come. But, but to me, you're just worried about the injury game and the health of Bryce Young. Because he's the same. What do we say? The same thing we say about Kyler Murray. You're going to say about Bryce Young. I mean, that was a mistake to take him number one overall, and he's one hit away. The whole talk was, well, he's got to be smart. He's got to slide. He doesn't. He takes one hit. That could be it. Well, Bryce Young's the same size as he is. Right. 
Now we'll look at the defensive side of the ball on a numbers game this morning, which you can hear from 10 to noon Eastern time. Gil Alexander took a look at the NFL drafts, first defensive player to be drafted odds. First defensive player, we should probably uh, add that to the list because of the Jalen Carter uh, matter. Yes. And by matter, I mean not a good situation for Jalen Carter either. Um, we talked about this last week. He has dropped to four to one, along with Texas Tech standout linebacker Tyree Wilson, four to one to be the first defensive player drafted. Will Anderson, who, as I mentioned last week, seemingly has been the first defensive player to be drafted for three straight years now, <laughs> thinking that he's going to come out. He's now minus 250. Does this move feel overly aggressive yes, to you? It, yes, it does. Because it sure does to me. Yes, it does. Because now, again, Jalen Carter is a serious matter, but they are misdemeanors. Misdemeanors. And he, was, so, he was back at the combine, what, like 48 hours later? Yeah. So I'm not trying to minimize the situation at all. Not obviously. at all. It's always difficult, you and I. We talk about this all the time. These yeah. are situations that are life situations that are terrible, but we are a betting network do where we, we have to talk about yes. this kind of do thing. Do we feel slightly dirty about talking about it? Sure, we do. But we are talking about it because this is what people are tuning in for. So, yeah, I think it is a bit of an overreaction, Kelly. To be honest with you, like four to one, I you're starting to get into a, into an area where I it might trigger a smaller bet for me. It, it really might. I mean, there's a lot of box that had Jalen Carter that have had Jalen Carter as that first defensive player up until yeah. that incident. My NBA, well, my NBA, my NFL draft bets are typically weighted closer to the draft, but this, this year I don't know. Man, yeah, I might have a whole bunch before before we even get to March Madness. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I'm. I mean, shoot, Gil, I think already I've got more. <laughs> I've already got more right now than I did at this point a year ago. And yeah. I've got, I think I've got a whole two in my account. Looking at the defensive, first defensive player odds uh, from DraftKings, Will Anderson is a significant favorite now, minus 250. I, I will say this. It is a little bit complicated, obviously, with everything that has gone on with Jalen Carter. But as always with the NFL draft, all it takes is one team. So four to one on Jalen Carter is an interesting number. I'm curious to see if those odds do get longer though over the next few weeks. On the quarterbacking side of things, Anthony Richardson now the second favorite to go number one overall, and now the second favorite to be the first quarterback selected. Only Bryce Young with shorter odds, minus 200 on Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson's three to one. C.J. Stroud has fallen all the way down the plus 450 to go number one overall. All I will say with this with Anthony Richardson, you cannot ignore the tape that we saw in Florida. This past year, absolutely amazing week one against Utah. After that, mostly crickets. That is a huge risk to take a guy like that who was all athleticism and really only had one great game last year for a, a program. Now, let's face it. If you're the quarterback at a University of Florida and you could possibly go number one overall, your team shouldn't be struggling to go to a bowl game like Florida was this past year. There's only one Josh Allen. I don't think Anthony Richardson is in that in that uh, category. I wouldn't take him. He'd be younger Stroud for me at number one. Hey, when we come back, championship week in college basketball. We'll get a Big Ten tournament preview and more here on Decent Best Bets.
This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is VSIN Best Bets. I'm Jeff Parles, happy to be with you live from the South Point Hotel and Casino, just catching it up on what the best of our morning shows, our great morning shows, Follow the Money and Numbers Game. Best from those shows every single day you can hear during this time slot. We're going to go to a numbers game right now. 10 to noon Eastern time with Gil Alexander. And you know what? One of our other hosts on the network uh, today on VEASAN tonight, you hear Wes Reynolds. You also heard him on a numbers game this morning previewing the Big Ten tournament. Big Ten tournament. We are talking about this earlier. Purdue's plus 140. Your Hoosiers, after that win against Michigan yesterday, they're plus 550. Maryland and Michigan State, 6-1. to one. Northwestern, plus 850. The Illini, 11-1. It is the most logjam conference, you know, standings that one can ever remember uh, in second place with eight losses, multiple teams having eight losses in conference. Do you bet this tournament? Is there a bet? Is it too random to bet? And if not this one, what other tournament might you have a pre-flop bet on? Or are you steering clear of all of it? Well, this is a wide open tournament. And look, we have, by the way, we have had this discussion before, Gil, on and off the air. The math guys are right in terms of the fact that the hold on on this these conference tournaments are a little bit high even though it appears to be a little bit lower than previous years that you know you can do the rollover money line parlay and mathematically those guys are right i'm not going to argue the math with them but you know something that you say i think that is very true very few people bet that way that's right and especially casual bettors and especially betters that are new to the market so i just wanted to get that out of the way first Good but for you. In t- In terms of breaking down this Big Ten tournament, I actually think my alma mater got a real lucky draw. Indiana ends up being the three seed, which, yeah, that means you have to play the final game on Friday night in the quarterfinals, uh, the final eight of the tournament, and, you know, you have to wait all day. But in terms of the matchup, because you're probably getting perhaps a a number six seed, that being Maryland, who I was surprised to see, I think it's six to one, I'm looking, I just happen to have DraftKings open in front of me. This is a Maryland team, Gil, that while this is not a true road game, they've only won two true road games all year. They beat Minnesota, the worst team in the conference, and they beat a Louisville team that's Mm -hmm. 4-27 and this year. So this is a team that's not that great away from College Park. So that's a favorable matchup, I think, for Indiana. It's also a revenge game. Indiana did lose in College Park. Then Indiana could perhaps get... Uh, a two seed in Northwestern Northwestern's the two seed in this tournament. And they're like the fifth choice on the board at plus eight fifty, And they lost to them twice this year. So obviously they'd like to get them back a third time. And then there's Penn state or Illinois at the bottom. So if I'm looking at a shorter price, Indiana plus five fifty of like the top four seeds would probably be the most attractive to me. Okay. And if I'm going a little bit down the board, Illinois, the seven seed, 11 to one, obviously shop around. I think Illinois still has the most talent in the big 10. They certainly haven't played like it though this year, but there's always that danger. And there's always that team that's like super talented that underachieves that this time of year gets on a run in a conference tournament. All right, real quick, rapid fire. Are you on the wazoo train that everybody else seems to be on 11 to one to win the PAC 12 tournament? Or are you steering clear? I, I, I am uh, 11 to one and you're right because that was 20 to one 
as of as of last night in some places. So Washington State would be the one I would look down the board with, and they won six in a row. They were ten and fifteen. Now they didn't beat Arizona or UCLA in that span, so you're kind of you know hedging against obviously the two clear best teams in that conference. Pac-12 tournament and Big Ten tournaments both start in two days as we are into conference championship week. By the way, uh, Wes mentioned Wazoo. You still can get 20 to 1 at DraftKings on Washington State to win the Pac-12 tournament. They do have to go through number one seed UCLA in a semifinal if they were to get to that conference final. And then in the Big Ten, I will say this. Illinois is one of the the more aggravating teams to try to figure out in the entire country this year, but they have as much talent as anyone 11 to one, especially if they get by the first round game against Penn state, you'll be favored against Northwestern in that second game. And then the bracket opens up for them. I don't love the Indiana matchup potentially in the semifinal, but Illinois is live at 11 to one to win the conference tournament. I think that is at least worth a look as we head into conference championship week, we shift back to the NFL. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard talked about the quarterbacking situation across the league. Also too, breaking in the past hour that Derek Carr is now going to be a new Orleans saint. So you can take his name off the board, but that still leaves one big quarterback vacancy in New York. Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard discuss. Some reports from the weekend in the NFL coming out, and this is from Charlie Campbell at uh, WalterFootball.com. And Charlie Campbell, he was recently on one of the afternoon shows here on VEASAN. He's been one of the most accurate mock drafters uh, in the country going back the last handful of years. He's very good, and from what I gather, like his information over the years has been some of the most that you can trust from anybody. He pointed out, um, from the weekend that the Raiders would in fact prefer Richardson over Levis in the draft. Okay. And that kind of, I mean, that, that to me is like a lifelong Raiders thing, right? If you go back to the years of Al Davis drafting annually for this team, that would, that seems to stick with like the theme here of this organization that they would just, they would fall in love with Richardson. And I mean, it, it, if you watched him play, I, I get it. I mean, it, the athleticism is just completely off the charts. So you have that. The Raiders could also, there was a report on ESPN, oh, this, maybe go after Mac Jones? The connection there with McDaniels, who was in New England for Jones's rookie year? Uh, that got poo-pooed by some right away, but then the other thought is that uh, why not Jimmy Garoppolo? So, I, I mean, if Ro- I, I'm starting to think that Rodgers is going to be out of the, of the Raiders mix, and that's, that was before Peter King wrote about that today. So I think that the Jets might be a very, that might start to heat up again this week. Rodgers to the Jets. And I hope so. It, I mean, this guy needs to make a decision. The other thing is right. I, it's hard to go to, what do you think about what happened last year in New England? Is it, how much is it Mac Jones regressing? How much was it Patricia and Judge not knowing what the hell they were doing? I, I lean right? the latter with that. Okay, that could be too. I also don't like, okay, that's fair. I don't like the report that when he was coached hard, or and he kind of pushed back and had an attitude, uh, Mac Jones. So and plus the zappy mania, could be a well, little bit of that as well. D- but don't forget that when a couple of times this year that I can specifically remember when the play calling wasn't there and some of the just like the offense couldn't really move, 
the, the football. Jones came off the sidelines a couple of times, and like you could hear him swearing, like at the coaching staff. Yeah, like what the bleep are we doing are we out running? here? I understand. And he was pissed, and right. I kind of get that, you know. Yeah, yeah, but he did have he'd have a lousy year. Uh, but a lot of this is tough about what what the direction of the Raiders going to go now. Uh, it, it also appears that there's not a big market for Carr. He, Peter King thinks it's going to be New Orleans, just like Mike Dettelier said. Yeah, we might but get it's that. a big big surprise. I mean, who? I I think the Jets will be making a big mistake if they go in that direction. Yeah, as do I. And, and as we've kicked around here on this show now several times, like to us, the, the better landing spot for Derek Carr would be a spot like New Orleans as opposed to the Jets. Like he's not going to, it's not going to go well for him in New York. It just, it isn't. Uh, with the Saints, maybe, maybe it would. And uh, certainly if those guys can stay healthy, he's going to have a lot of weapons and it's going to be inside of a dome. So I think that yeah. can help him out as well. well. It was here in Las Vegas for the last couple of years as well. But um, so for the Raiders moving on from Carr, if they would land Garoppolo, is that kind of is that neutral? Is it are you are you do you have an uptick there at quarterback? Is Carr yeah. slightly better? What would you call this? Garoppolo's a little bit better when healthy. I think that's fair. Yes. I trust him more. Carr <laughs> makes bad decisions. Carr's never won a playoff game. So I, I would trust Garoppolo more. What if they whiff though on any of this stuff with guys who are actually already in the league? The Raiders are going to have to go to war with a rookie quarterback starting week one in that division next year. Uh-huh. Maybe a Richardson who, yeah, I mean, he's not ready. But Levis, that could get out of control too. I mean, is that going to... That's a lot of losses. I, I, I like... I know. It was somebody on the NFL Network, by the way, about Richardson. It might have been Daniel Jeremiah. I watched so much coverage and I... Somebody said this and I thought it was spot on. They, they basically said that... All of these quarterbacks are lottery tickets. But they said the the one that would have the highest payout would be Anthony Richardson, right? Because like everybody, when you get a lottery ticket, it's going in the trash. But if you actually would hit one of them, like the Mega Bucks, when it gets to a billion dollars, if Richardson hits, that's what that, that's what that lottery ticket's gonna look like. Derek Carr has signed a four-year deal. With the New Orleans Saints, that's the newest news. Uh, Mike Garofalo and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network on that report earlier in the day. Carr immediately becomes the best quarterback in the NFC South, which is bereft of talent right now. So Carr is a New Orleans Saint. Aaron Rodgers is apparently out of the darkness. We still haven't heard anything from him yet. So we really, we really don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks or maybe even this week who knows maybe Aaron Rodgers out of left field will come with a decision but Derek Carr is a New Orleans Saint we know that for sure moving forward we're going to go to the NBA next Gil Alexander's reaction to what happened over the weekend with John Morant and a big mover in the six man odds next At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into VSIN Best Bets. I'm Jeff Parles here at the South Point Hotel and Casino, recapping the best of what was this morning on the network. We're going to go back to a numbers game right now. Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlin, who you hear from 10 to noon Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Uh, overnight into Saturday, John Morant seen on a social media page waving a firearm. Uh, since then, John Morant has uh, been suspended two games by the Memphis Grizzlies, also deactivated all of his social media accounts. Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlin with a reaction from what John Morant did over the weekend. The NBA and John Morant. This happened after we left on Friday. So this was early Saturday morning. This is potentially, I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know how many people thought the Grizzlies were going to win at all. But they're certainly a team that you would qualify as a contender. Mm-hmm. And John Morant has gone off the res- has has just gone nuts here. So there's a there's a Instagram there was an Instagram live with him brandishing a gun. Yep. So there was that. Now, if he had any sense of NBA history and any sense of Gilbert Arenas in a locker room, maybe he would know not to do that. I, okay, is that not like the first thing you thought of? Exactly. That's thing. the first thing I thought of, right? Like, hey, there's kind of a history here in this sport with but, this problem. But to openly do it on Instagram Live reflects such a such a just detachment from right and wrong. And like, reality. Even yes. if you're doing that, have the sense... You shouldn't be doing it. But even if you are, have the sense not to do it on Instagram live. Okay? He, he's also in a club, right? Uh, shirtless dancing in a club. That's another story. That's another crime. Yeah, But, like, okay, I'm sorry. There's still a difference to me between yes. doing that and if he was in his home by himself. Well, for sure. Right. <laughs> for sure that. If you're in your living room by yourself, yes. 
But there's other stuff going on with him, right, too. There's a 17-year-old who claims that uh, John Morant revealed a weapon in his waistband back at uh, his place some time ago. And then there's the uh, Indiana Pacers claiming that there was a uh, one of those red lights from a laser, you know, from yep. a gun from a vehicle that John Morant was a passenger in. So he's missing two games minimum. And I guess the question is, are we sure he's only missing two games? Oh. Like, might he not? I know, listen, I didn't do this with Kyrie. Others did, because remember, we had some people on air like, Kyrie's never playing again. We didn't do that. But, like, this John Morant thing could have legs in the wrong way, in the wrong direction. Like, this is bad. Oh, we, I mean, so, I, I mean, I almost had to chuckle last night watching that game where they're, they're kind of going through who's missing from the roster. And it's like, oh, John Morant out for this stuff. Dylan Brooks suspended because he's picked up too many technical fouls. I mean, they, we've talked about this all year, but this Grizzlies team, if they're really trying to pick up the moniker of the bad boys of the NBA, they're doing a great job at it so far. Before we knew any of this, we're like, win something first yes. before you guys act this way. E- exactly. How many times have I come on here and joked, and the four-time champion Memphis Grizzlies, because the way they act is so on the court. Forget about this stuff. So so I think the things we have to consider with this, Gil, is we've, okay, we know there's an NBA, what do we know? We know there's an NBA investigation going on. We know that the Grizzlies and and John Morant have all both put out statements that they're handling stuff individually. So you could potentially have a situation where John Morant or John Morant's agent, you know, whatever, his people, uh, basically tell him it'd be in his best interest for him to personally say he'll take some time off, right? That could happen. Mm-hmm. You could have the team decide to make a team suspension. You could have the NBA decide to make a, a, a suspension. So I'm with you. I don't think it's two games. I think we're likely looking at more here. And this is where the NBA can kind of get away with this stuff, Gil, right? Because wh- wh- how long do I think this could possibly go? I don't really know, but not into the playoffs. Well, that's that was what I'm just thinking. I'm like, this could easily be a regular season thing. Maybe it'll affect their seating, and then it'll be business as usual come playoff time. But I'd like Adam Silver to care about something besides just being friends with the players yeah, me too. and actually do something. Me too. It will be interesting to see if there's any more discipline post the two-game suspension for Morant. Again, the Grizzlies right now right in the thick of things in the Western Conference, currently the second seed, but – yeah, nah, I don't think much of a uh, much of a threat to win an NBA title this year, but young core, don't want to see any. You want to see uh, John Moran have a long career, not derail it with silliness off the floor. Going to a different topic in the NBA, what a game last night for Emmanuel Quigley as the Knicks win their ninth consecutive game in a row as they beat the Celtics in overtime last night in Boston. And even though Quigley started the game last night, He's been coming off the bench more times than not. And those six-man odds have been changing over the last few days. Here's Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard with a reaction to Quigley's huge game last night. In the NBA, we have a new favorite to win six-man of the year. I'm seeing Emmanuel Quigley as high as minus 220 now to win six-man from the Knicks. At 38 last night. Brunson was out, Quickly started. He was awesome. I think this is complete nonsense. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to apologize to those of you who have quickly tickets and are pushing for this. This is the ultimate New York storyline with this guy. As our very own NBA senior betting analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, has pointed out several times on his podcast called Hardwood Handicappers or on this network, Quickly's first 30 games of the year, he averaged like nine points a game. Folks, it is sixth man of the year, not sixth man of the last three weeks. 
And I know he's had a better stretch in three weeks. Brogdon has been awesome all year. Powell is down to 20 to 1. This whole award. Are you kidding me? This whole award has been drunk from the get-go. Westbrook was the favorite at one point. Now, the guys who cover the sport aren't up on the betting and the odds. But the Brian Windhorst podcast with Tim Bontemps and Tim McMahon, they laughed at that. They said that there's no way in hell he was ever going to win that award. Westbrook. Let, Westbrook. Sure, yeah. Let, yeah, let alone be the favorite. So Westbrook at one point was the favorite. But th- this war, this is crazy. It's so dumb. With the movement. Brogdon was 250 last week. Yeah, Maxie recently moved down. He was the second shot on the board, Maxie. And now he's 60-1. to one. This it, is crazy. It's, it, it's, it's just, it is. You're t- quickly is minus, between minus 140 and minus 220 today. That's absurd. <laughs> that is outrageous yeah. for him. You're telling me that right now if the season ended quickly would win the award? No, he would not. No, he would not win the sixth man of the year. This needs to stop, and it needs to stop this morning. Uh, the If this guy played in Portland, he'd be 35 to 1 minimum. Right. Give me a break with this crap. Same thing happened last year with uh, the Marcus Smart stuff. That's that, that's a couple people talk about on their this, podcast. Actually, kind of a little bit. Yeah, you go from 100 to 1 to the favorite in like a week. <laughs> I, I, I will break something if this kid wins the award. Six man of the year award odds have really been shaken up over the last few days as you look at it from Friday to just right now. Malcolm Brogdon was a minus 200 favorite at DraftKings. Norman Powell of the Clippers at plus 425. Quigley was at plus 500. As we sit here at a little bit before 3 o'clock Eastern time on Monday, Manuel Quigley is now minus 140. Brogdon's even money. Norman Powell all the way down to 20 to 1. Uh, Norman Powell getting hurt by the fact that the Clippers are an absolute dumpster fire right now. Uh, have not won since acquiring Russell Westbrook. You know, it's going to be interesting here because uh, Mitch and Paulie brought up uh, Ty- Tyrese Maxey as well. Maxey's just going to start too much at this point. Probably, even though that number is is blinking in red lights, says, whoa, that is really, really long, 60 to 1. You have to have that in mind when you're betting sixth man of the year award, where they have to have the amount of games to qualify coming off the bench. It looks like Maxey's going to exceed that limit of 55 games coming off the bench. Uh, quickly, I think right now, I think at this point, it's either you bet Brogdon or you bet nothing here. Just because quickly, of course, you play in New York. The Knicks are playing as well as they've had in about 20 and 20 some odd years, really since the 1999 playoffs at this point. You're, it's not surprising that we've seen Emmanuel quickly get bumped all the way up to minus 140 here. But Brogdon and even money, if you if you see this price going in well into the plus numbers, that might be worth a play, even though, again, it's a little bit strange because Norman Powell was a guy that even two weeks ago I thought, hey, that's a pretty good bet. Now torpedoed by his own team falling apart. Again, the Clippers, it is just amazing what has happened to the Los Angeles Clippers over the last few weeks. Uh, finally, their first win last night, one and five without with Russ before last night. In the eighth spot, so much for a lot of championship aspirations. They are in the exact same spot as they were a year ago in the NBA playoffs with a a little over 15 to go in the NBA regular season. And there's a lot to work out in that Western Conference mix where Minnesota has hopped both Dallas and the Clippers to get into the sixth spot. Dallas seventh, Clippers eighth, Pelicans ninth. Oh, boy, if the Pelicans get healthy, Zion can come back. That could be a wild play-in series. And also, don't, don't forget, again, 
I don't want to really mention him, but the L.A. Lakers, if LeBron is able to come back healthy, A.D. looks like a stud again. Ooh, could be uh, could be real dangerous here as we get down the stretch in the Western Conference. That playing could be spicy in the West. That's all the time we have here on VEASAN Best Bets. Coming up next, you're going to hear from Amal Shah and Patrick Maher here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.